500,000. 500,000. It is a staggering number. 500,000 Americans and counting who have now died from COVID-19. It is a number that was absolutely unfathomable a year ago, at least to me. A year ago, on this Sunday, we were aware of the novel coronavirus, and we were taking preliminary precautions. On this Sunday, we, we stopped in tincting, that is, dipping the bread in the chalice of wine. We encouraged people uh, not to shake hands if they didn't feel comfortable doing so, and to stay home if they didn't feel well. It was clear that the coronavirus was a growing concern and one that required a response. And the magnitude of this loss, of all kinds of loss, and most especially the number of those who have died from COVID-19, it is so massive that it's it's difficult to even begin to wrap my mind around it. But the death is real and present. The absence of these beloveds hangs all around us. It feels more than a little tender then to land in this gospel passage today. It's one of the many where Jesus refuses to mince words or tidy things up. But he's not just speaking truth to power. He's, he's also naming the truth of pain and death and pulling us into that with him if we really want to follow. Do you want to become my followers, he asks. Deny yourselves. Take up your cross and follow me. Take up your cross. It's one of those lines that has been repeated so many times that it, it starts to take on a life of its own. I hear it and I realize that... I need to remind myself of what the cross was. Maybe its original purpose is obvious, and yet nearly all the crosses any of us encounters now, they are beautiful. They're grand. They're, they're these massive pieces of wooden art or, or delicate jewelry or stained glass, which is all wonderful. And... It can also obscure the reality that before all else, the cross was an implement of death. It was a weapon of terror designed not only to break the bodies it bore, but also those who haunt those who witnessed crucifixions. 
I think some of what Jesus calls us to and asking us to pick up the cross ourselves is to work against this terror and oppression in our own day, to stand before the mighty, the oppressor, and insist instead on life. I believe that. And as I've sat with this part of the gospel the last several weeks, especially as as we approached and then crossed that awful line of half a million Americans dead, I began to wonder if maybe the invitation from Jesus is even more elemental than that. What if it's not just violence and oppression that Jesus is asking us to confront, but so simply and so starkly, death itself. What if Jesus is asking us to carry death as we follow him? At first pass, in in some ways, it, it can feel so antithetical to the kind of church life many of us were first welcomed into. A place where, where people, by and large, are really kind to each other, where we sing music that lifts up our spirits, where we try to be generous with our community. But Jesus didn't just come to be kind. He didn't just come to feed people or or to help us discover God in our midst. All that, yes, but not just for those reasons. He came also to face death in this very human way, knowing that his work of insisting on love for all people would almost certainly get him killed. And still he taught and enacted this love. But but what's more, he invited us to face death with him, alongside him to face his death and our own and all death. He did not flinch as he foretold the pain that awaited him. And he invited us to consider our own mortality and all mortality as we walk with him. Take up death and follow me, I hear him say. Carry death and also keep moving both. I wonder if this is something that we can do together, especially now. So often death and mourning are such siloed experiences. Our our culture does not do a great job of holding space for us to come together in grief. But this is actually a wonderfully rich part of our tradition. We have stories and and psalms of of lament that have been passed down to us over the millennia. These absolutely beautiful ways of wailing and raging at God for how life has played out. Lament is core to our faith tradition. I wonder if it's something that we can return to now if it's part of how we can take up our cross and 
and honestly carry death with us, even as we live. We don't have to like the loss or think it's reasonable. We don't have to understand it or have any reason at all why it's happened the way it has. But I believe that when we acknowledge death, when we see it and name it and lament it and pray with it, the way in which we follow is changed. It changes what we see and for whom we care and how we live. I suspect the transformation is different for each of us, but I've seen it happen. I've lived it. I'm trying to live it still. When we carry death, when we cradle it in our hands, when we hold death to our hearts, when we mark our own foreheads with it, as we did just, what, a week and a half ago? And then, with all this, when we continue on living, gratefully holding on to the breath that we still see in the rise and fall of a loved one's chest, when we do all this, we are changed. Carrying death can call us to turn, to, to direct our path a little further away from the things that just don't matter that much after all and a little more towards God, towards all that is holy and love. Carrying death can force us to ask others to, to shoulder the weight of it with us, sistering us, holding us up when our knees begin to buckle. And maybe, maybe most importantly, as we slowly make our Lenten trek towards Easter. I believe that carrying death can bring us to look for resurrection, for new life, not just in the by and by that, that distant, maybe unfathomable time when all things will be better or will be healed or who knows, but right now. We look for resurrection right now in the ash, in the dust, in the desperation. It is a weight we carry in the cross, but also a trust, a, a truth, a hope that does not quit, even when we grow weary from the sight of it, from the looming memory of what will come for us, too. It is in carrying death, though, that we are really led to live. Mark Twain famously worried that, and I quote, it ain't those parts of the Bible that I can't understand that bother me. It's the parts I do understand. This certainly feels like one of those parts the invitation to take up our cross is clear, and it is rough. Carrying death can be straightforward, simple even, and it is grueling work and painful. And still we are called to do it, 
Still, God asks us to bear witness to it, to raise up our chins and roll back our shoulders until we look this suffering in the eye, until we stand face to face with death without anything left to shield us. But we're not asked just to stand there. We're beckoned to move, to follow, to live. And so we carry this death with us. We, we cradle it, we hold it close to our hearts, warm in our pockets, close enough that we remember, close enough to keep us honest. We carry death with us, taking it up alongside Jesus the Christ and with God's grace, all so that we may follow and live.